0: You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List online and my name is Andrew McKay-Smith. The interview subject that's coming up for you is Danko Jones. I really appreciate what Danko Jones does because he's a rock and roller who loves heavy metal and that comes through in a lot of what he does with his music. Do check out his podcast series as well. All you do is type in Danko Jones into your podcast medium of choice. I'll read out some dates for the Australian tour though because that is the reason for the conversation with Danko this time around. There's three dates in total. Thursday, the 5th of September, he's playing in Melbourne. Friday, the 6th of September, he's playing in Brisbane. And finally, Saturday, the 7th, Sydney at Crowbar. So let's have a listen to what Danko has to say. Here we go. Rightio, how's the the, the Australian media contingent been treating you this time around mate because we did have a chat a couple of months back actually after the release of that great album of yours but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah we had to do it
1: all over again uh no everything's fine,
0: fine. no that's cool mate yeah whereabouts are you now you're back home or are you on the road somewhere
1: um at home in toronto
0: cool mate and uh these shows that you're bringing down here you've got three shows early september have you planned a set list yeah. yet? Because we did talk about that before, but man, it must be hard to plan a set list when you've got so much quality material to mine.
1: Um, well, you know, usually, well, I don't write the set list. JC writes the set list. But we've been doing like five or six songs from the new album uh, when we when we you know do our own shows. So mm. there'll be a lot of the the new album represented. But it's also you know, you know, the singles, past singles, and stuff like that. So. Yep. Yeah, there's a little bit of everything there. But since we haven't really done a our own show, a proper show, in like you know, a long time, it, yeah, I would have to assume anything we play is will you know will be new for everyone.
0: I bet. Yeah, please tell me, dance, dance, dances in the set list.
1: Yeah, we've been playing that one. I mean, it was the first single Sorry. to the album, so
0: yeah.
1: you know, we usually play the hell out of
0: it, at least during the album cycle. Hmm. I reckon that's the video of the year too, by the way. Um, Those girls are just stunning. Oh, great. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, those girls are just stunning. And just the choreography that you've got associated with it, it's, you know what I love about it? It's not the first style of video that you would think would come to mind when you're listening to a song like that but the way that you've done it and the way that you recruited the ladies to do what they're doing man it's um how many views has it got I don't know. if you don't know so be it but mate it's I mean, it must have a couple of well over a couple of million views at this point
1: I don't think so maybe a few hundred thousand we didn't really have much to do with the video it was Amir Chamden he's uh, hmm. the director he lives in Stockholm and he cast the girls he told us what he was going to do and and we've known Amir for a long, long time. We've just never worked with him. So we just let him do what he what he wanted to do and that's what he came up with. And it was great because it is completely removed from, you know, what people's perception of the band is. Yeah. So we like that. And uh, we did actually we haven't done a performance video where we're in the video in seven years. But we finally recorded, filmed one two weeks ago in Gothenburg while we were on the road. And so it'll be us in like a warehouse performing uh, Fists Up High, which is uh, I think the sixth song on the album. So that's going to be the next single. And yeah, it's the first time we've performed in a video since 2012.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong actually. Man, I, I must have a perception, with the greatest of respect I'll say this to you that you're much bigger than you essentially are because, you know, last time we spoke, I talked to you about how I like your podcast series. And I know that that's just something that you put out there for people to discover. But man, you're a very credible, um, rock journalist, uh, broadcaster and musician, mate. But yeah, 214,000 views, man. What is wrong with people, man? This is one of the best videos you could ever watch. How do we, how do you, how do you suggest, I know you're in right in the thick of this and you're probably making a comfortable living and, you know, you're well within your comfort zone, so to speak. Well, hopefully that's the case, mate, for you because we want you to keep on making music. But how does Danko Jones become bigger?
1: Well, I think the secret is to sign all your rights away to a major label company. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, not, that's not the only thing, ingredient. You have to have them also at the same time push what you signed away on. And if you get those two ingredients mixed together, then you will get millions of views. And it's not a maybe, it's a, it's a positive 100% sure. Yeah. It, it, it is. Being on the, I mean, I'm telling you the truth here. The, yeah. Being on the inside, you, you on the, behind the curtain, you really see how the industry works. And, you know, it's not a dirty secret anymore. It's a secret. It's not dirty anymore because... It's all—it's accepted, you know. Mm. So, so uh, the bands that get the big push are usually, usually. Now, there's always like, you know, an exception, like you know how Offspring were on Epitaph, but yeah. but usually it's because the band has signed away everything, given the record company carte blanche to use their music and their image and everything, and it's whether or not the record label decides to push that album that they, that's on their roster. And if, if they do, and the band has, then you've got a perfect storm.
0: Yeah. What do you,
1: Whereas we're, we've always been, but we've always been uh, a band that's very protective of, you know, our, our masters, yeah. our image. We're, we're very, you know, like we, we don't want to sign away everything and, <clears throat> And there's a trade-off to that. It's it's like we're talking right now. It's the difference between, you know, five million views on YouTube and two hundred thousand. Hmm. And so that's where the difference lies. And and it's it's all it all has to do with how much money is behind the band and how much effort is behind that money pushing the money.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it's really it's really just that simple. And and as a music fan, I've never really. I didn't know that even being in the band for a long time until we started to, you know, kind of gravitate in circles like that. And you would see some of these bands and you'd go, well, why are they, why are they number one? Because they're so, I'm sorry, but not terrible, but just so mediocre. Whereas this band that, you know, isn't getting any of the attention are incredible. Mm -hmm. You just have to have a pair of ears to hear that. And, the bottom line is one band gave away everything and the other band kept everything. Yeah. And so that's really the, the music industry in, in a nutshell. And people can deny it, but it's the truth.
0: Well, you're on the, you know, I mean, you've been in it for years, mate, and you're upfront and personal with it. And I can't help but think, and these are my comments, of course, I don't have any proof to back them up, but this is my suspicion, mate. But I think bands like you are affected by those algorithms. So this video here is world-class, man. There's no doubt about it. Easily the best video of the year. Probably the best video since El Guincho did that thing about 10 years ago. I can't remember the name of the cut now, but this brilliant video clip that they did, which was a Spanish band, which is a montage of all of these different action shots, but there's just so artistic and so tasteful the way that they've done it. And yours is very similar to that, but it's, you know, single shot. That's that's, That's what I learned about that video, mate. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but those girls did that in one take. Is that correct? Yeah,
1: it's a one-shot thing. Yeah. There's no cut in it. If you watch, there's no cut.
0: Nothing, yeah. So
1: that was what was really great. And and the Pixies did that years and years ago. They did a one-shot thing where they're running through, running over these rocks. And I always thought that that was really cool, too. So I really like that one-shot idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, my point is, mate, is that I wouldn't mind betting. And as I say, I don't have any proof to back this up, so I'm just talking about what my theory is here. But... I reckon bands like yourself are affected by these bloody algorithms, meaning the to exact point. Oh yeah! Oh you know absolutely! I mean? Oh yeah.
1: totally! Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, I see it too. Like I watch, I watch numbers, and I see how sometimes it's the time of day, the time zone, like it's it, it yeah, and what picks up. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's how do you get around sometimes it? Sometimes
1: I post something.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll post something, and I get no response like zero in five minutes, which usually you get at least five likes in five minutes. And that all has to do with algorithms and what's going on. Yeah, it's
0: weird. I'm actually, I'm back at uni. I'm in my 40s, but I'm back at uni these days, okay, full-time. I'm starting to be a journalist with a major in social media. And what we learned in one of our classes last semester, so this is current, this is June, July, August 2019 current, um, is that... If you just post organically, okay, so you put out a post on your, website, your on your Facebook page or if I do one on my Scars and Guitars Facebook page, the average audience that you can expect to reach of your followers is 6% unless you either boost it or pay for advertising. Now, I'm led to believe that's a fact. So what you say there does not surprise me at all because whenever I post our last one, for example, same thing happened. It's like I get a couple of random people liking it from outside of my subscriber base, my follower base, but not people inside. I'm thinking, are people not seeing this? And that is actually the answer. So even if you subscribe to a page, you're not going to bloody see the content that is produced by the creator, the content creator. And this is where this, they didn't go hard enough on Zuckerberg at this bloody Cambridge Analytica thing. They really needed to drill. Those guys didn't have a clue, to be honest with you, that were drilling into him. And you could tell how nervous he was. That was a moment in time for We, the people, if you like, even though it was in an American court, but this is something that affects both you in Canada, me in Australia, you can be anywhere in the world because it's a global phenomenon, Facebook. But they needed to hammer him a lot harder on these sorts of things because these people are effectively the people who control the algorithm on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. These people have become the most powerful people in the world within the space of five years. And that's wrong. I mean, you're seeing elections being decided really, by what content is being broadcast and promoted. So we're at a point where it just depends, to your exact point earlier, just depends on how much money you've got behind you and the way that money is spent will determine the amount of success you've got. But that's that's bullshit. I mean, shouldn't really there be a law that says it's it's organic or at least have two versions of it, one which is a paid version where you can pay to promote the hell out of something like a world star hip-hop style thing, where you're looking at it and you're watching it and you know why you're there... But most of the people who are on Facebook have no clue about these things that we're talking about. So mate, I don't know what the answers are. Yeah, so,
1: but you can argue it that you are you are buying into their platform. So you are you are you are inviting yourself into their party basically. Yeah. So they they, they can write the rules.
0: I, I agree um, with that. I just think it's not it it's, it's a monopoly though. So I mean how do oh, we Oh it is. You're on, right, you
1: go. Oh, you get off Facebook. I'm not on Facebook.
0: Is that right? And
1: I'm perfectly happy. You no, know, I'm not. Uh, um, personally, I'm not on Facebook. I'll go in and and if the band needs me to post something, and I'm the only one with the JPEG or, or what have you, I'll, I'll post something. Hmm. But my profile, my personal profile has, I don't even go on it. Like, I don't have any friends. I, I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't do anything. I, I'm on Instagram, and again, that's not my platform. You know, Instagram didn't come with my with the citizenship. You know, when you're born, mm-hmm. you don't get a, you don't get it. You don't buy into the company. So you're basically on their platform, and, and they can write the rules. And that's yeah. the thing is, is you know people go, oh, you know, they own my photos or whatever was going on over the last couple of days, and it's like, well, yeah, you're posting on their platform you got to make sure you watch what you post. I mean, it's the same thing with it's the age-old story about Facebook where people post photos of them, I don't know, doing cocaine, and then their, their potential future boss, you know, kind of oh, yeah. digs in their profile a bit and, and sees all this stuff, and they don't get the job. Mm. We all have heard that story before. So you just got to watch what you post and make sure. That's why I don't, I mean, on our Instagram and our Twitter, I keep it, personal enough so people know that hey this is um, you know this is this is I'm engaging with you like I'm I'm it's not just a robot yeah. you know it's not a bot just going come to the show we have a new album. Yeah. It's not that but it's also not me going well I'm going to post this photo that's you know hilarious now but might bite me in the ass later. I'm never going to do that or anything super personal about my life. Just yeah. because it's so it is so public and it's not mine once I post on it.
0: Yeah. You're not wrong. I, I do. That's struggle the thing. I with think that. a lot yeah. of people
1: don't realize about Facebook and it's that face app thing. I, I, I downloaded that face app. I'm, I'm fucked like the rest of the 30 million people
0: who did as well. <laughs> yeah.
1: But you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know?
0: <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's frozen frozen. So I could,
1: all I did it was so I can post a photo. I did a, I, I, I grabbed a Jimi Hendrix photo just so I can write, um,
0: you know when you're experienced. That's all I did it for. <laughs> really, you did that.
1: <laughs> you went. Yeah, that's oh, cool. all I did it for. Like just to <laughs> grab a photo of Jimi Hendrix and age him on FaceApp so I can write when you when you're experienced.
0: Did you did you think of the when you're experienced or was that did you borrow that from somewhere else?
1: No, I did, That's my. Friggin' idea, yeah, it's mine. But I, even, I posted in the Instagram story, so it's not even on our, it's not even on the uh, actual feed. Forever, yeah. it's just it was just on that story where you know you post on Instagram for twenty four hours, it's up on your story.
0: Yeah, oh, forgive me for laughing so, that. so I... much. It's just my my daughter. Sometimes... Well, yeah, I mean, it's funny <laughs>
1: now. I mean, I'm screwed like everyone else because of the Face app. Yeah, that's all I wanted to do is just like when you're experienced.
0: Yeah, I get and it's, you. it's an
1: aged Jimi Hendrix, you know. Oh,
0: yeah, I look, I don't have the time. For, I didn't even, I mean, I see these things come up, and I do, Scott, I'm not going to lie here, I spend enough time on my phone so I should know where this stuff comes from, but I just saw all these pictures coming through of people that I knew... About forty or fifty years into the future, because of this aging face app thing, and then it turned out it was a, a Russian Trojan horse of some description. I thought, what are they going to think up of next? You know, they're going to have you know Trojan horse roller coasters. I mean, where does it end, really? I mean, everything you do has got some sort of negative or downside or negative connotation. So it's, I you make a you You know
1: like my whole thing is I can hide behind it's a weird thing, but I can actually hide behind the fact that. My face is already out there on the yeah, internet. Like, yeah. if you want my face, there's a million photographers, every show, taking photos, even, you know, just candid photos of me all the time. So it's kind of like, well, what the fuck are you going to do?
0: Yeah, well, that's you can't you do? do anything. Yeah, you, you probably had your face put yeah. into that app without you realizing it a hundred times to the, to that exact point. And it's... It's something that I struggle yeah. with actually, because because I do podcasting and I've got I've only got like four hundred and sixty odd followers or what have you on the podcast, and I get about that many people listening to each episode. But on my personal Facebook page, I've actually left that um, not private. Basically, anybody can friend me because I thought, well, how do I build an audience if I don't make myself more available? Because I'm not in the public spotlight like what you are, so I think I've gotta be gotta make myself a bit more available. But yeah, I put my I'll put pictures of myself and my kids up, but then look, honestly, I've I've only and I hope this is the same for you, I've only ever had really nice comments directed to me about the podcast series and stuff by people that I don't know, liking photos and all this sort of stuff. And believe me, I don't I'm talking about the one or two pictures of the kids that I put up a year. You know, this is not like a every day or every week thing or what have you, but I do sometimes I do get concerned, but then I think Sometimes you've just got to rely on providence that everything's going to be okay because my intent here is just to share enough of my life so that people can see I'm human. But, you know, it's something that I think we're we're constantly negotiating and figuring out when we are, and you're far more in the spotlight than what I am, but even if you're a little bit in the spotlight, you're constantly negotiating with yourself about how much of yourself you do put out there, and I've probably put out heaps of myself without realising it just through 450 plus interviews that I've done and most of them have been turned into, vast majority of them have been turned into podcast interviews, but later I just think, I don't know, I'm just grateful to talk to people like you, and I had a chat to Marty Friedman the other night, and George Lynch as well from oh. Doc. And Yeah, man, it's a, it's a good life to be leading, to be honest with you, so I sort of think, well, whilst I've got this opportunity, I'm going to strike while the iron's hot, and if I make a few mistakes along the way, I'll give you away a bit too much, so be it. Cool. Well... You know. Yeah, cool, mate. All right, well, I'll let you go to the next one since the next one's probably coming through in about two minutes. So um, good luck with everything, man. You know I'm a fan. Um, uh, Hopefully, mate, it's just hard for me to get out these days, but I want to go to the show at the zoo in Brisbane and watch you perform because... Oh, cool. Yeah, come on out. Yeah, this uh, recent album, man, is a killer album. Probably my favourite album of yours, I've got to say. You know, this is the one I've spent the most time with. So thanks for making the music you have, mate. Okay, cool.
1: Thank you.
0: No worries, mate. All the best with it.
1: All right. All right.
0: Okay. Okay, catch ya. See you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and my name is Andrew McKay-Smith. That interview subject was the great Danko Jones, the Canadian rock and roll superstar. Thank you so much for listening.